0: Good morning, morning.
1: morning.
0: cold morning, but warm hearts, because he is alive, so we can be alive. So Lord Jesus, we thank you that you're alive, and so we have this opportunity to also be alive. Bless our praises, bless the ministry of the word, in your name we go, amen. So we can gather
2: shine. Just pull together, we'll stay nice and warm.
0: on the merit of our own strength. Right. But the calling we've been given is based on the power of Your strength, Lord.
1: Right. So today we,
0: we, we submit ourselves to the calling knowing that we can do nothing of ourselves. But we are available, Lord, and willing to be a
2: part of the process. Amen. My
1: people,
2: look up to me, for I am thy God. And there's no other God beside me. So I'm in control of everything and you look up, upon the world how it is, look unto Me, for I right. will strengthen you. I will encourage you. Yes. I will give you strength to, to walk it up. if you look yes. unto Me. Yes. 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 Right. Yes.
0: Lord God, we give place to Your light, Lord, and to Your life in our heart. Yes. And we let it work, and we avail ourselves to it, and are, and are sensitive to that, Lord God. And we thank you that it's uh, available to continue to overcome the obstacles that we see. Amen. Thank you, Lord.
2: Yes. Indeed, our souls have been washed by the blood of the Lamb. Our souls are washed and free today because you said they're free, Lord God. You put us on a, put us on a place where we can call upon your name, where we can acknowledge your good work, where we can be those, Lord God, that have confidence to come boldly before your throne of grace. And we trust, Lord God, that Your healing power sweeps through this house. We trust, Lord God, that Your healing power breaks every yoke. Every yoke that could possibly be, Lord God, in this house. We are under Your hands today.
0: And surely today is not the Lord uh, at work uh, yet again to strengthen and to uh, build up the inner man. And surely is He uh, not at work to remove us uh, from the places that we have been and the places that we have fed and uh, call us again higher to a yeah. life that is available to each one of us today. So, Amen. we lay hold of that opportunity today. Yes. We lay hold of leaving the things that, that are behind and pressing yes. forward yes. to a life available, a life within, that the Lord offers us to have a new life today in Jesus' Lord. name. Yes. the
2: Lord us to come unto Him as a little child. For even as a little child is so the kingdom of heaven. For unto us a child is born. For unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, the increase of which shall be no end. The zeal of the Lord shall perform this. For is not the word of the
0: Lord powerful uh, and sharp and able to divide soul from spirit, Therefore, is it not a time to break off all dialogue with devils? Other voices that would be yelling in this hour and the flood out of the dragon's mouth. Is it not an hour to call upon God in a way that uh, only only He will hear, that He would speak to thee uh, those things that are necessary for your life? For surely the Lord God does send forth His word that is living to those hearts that are, that are um, uh, desirous of hearing what He would say. Therefore, cut thyself off from every other voice in this hour and, and, and get up to the place where the Lord thy God can speak to thee and say, Lord, be it done unto us according to thy word. We thank you this morning, Lord, for the life of your living word that your Spirit sends and speaks into our hearts. Therefore, we come to that, Lord. We ask you for uh, it. Circumcise our ear, Lord, that we would hear what you have to say to us. And
2: Lord, we know that you have not forgotten us. You have not forgotten Julian, you have not forgotten Kathy, you have not forgotten Amber, you have not forgotten the burdens of our hearts, Lord. We take faith today knowing that we are in your hands, Lord. Greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. Yes. Thank you, Lord. Lord Jesus.
3: To come on Canada, I get the right word, but to come home and and see uh, the cutting edge, the uh, the deeper uh, hunger that comes about, uh, and just you know through the prophecies, the clarity so much is covered, we could sing a song and say, thank you, Lord, and, and leave and be fed by the words that have come from folks, really. You always look to that, and for a long time, in my own mind, I was kind of reflecting, is there, are we kind of going past the thing, because the declaration of this, it's the, the prophetic thing, is so vital that you see the true Son. And I was sitting there, and the Lord said this to me that uh, well, earlier, and then it was clear. And if there's any title on this, it's um, Hell and Help in the Mirror. Okay, there's Hell and Help in the Mirror, and uh, <laughs> but um, well. Mirror, yeah, like reflection. Um, And uh, when I was in uh, Seattle sitting there, and let me say this first, Uh, because you've come into a relationship with, with God by his direction, and you are Christ walking daily on the earth, There's no failure. You always triumph, regardless of the failure. Uh, (laughs) And I'm old enough to have it proven by the uh, events of my life when they were catastrophically ugly, and still God made something wonderful out of it. Sometimes. Not always, and it didn't happen immediately, but sister betty and i were sitting there and i think we're on our third hour maybe fourth i don't know uh, waiting and the planes were uh, the pilot wasn't there the stewardess weren't there and then the the doorkeepers were there and about that time some folks came in from delta junction and i didn't know they were from delta junction i was just sitting there and and I tend to appoint myself as uh, the efficiency expert wherever I am. And it's a, it's a failure, but it's, you know, you, you do these things uh, as a uh, uh, limited creature. And that one of the ladies that was there, she was pushed in, in a wheelchair, and uh, and she had about, uh, and then the, there was a lady behind her, and it was, the door in the, the place had been opened, and Seattle, you know, it had been snowing in Seattle, and, and so it was very cold, and uh, I, I had suggested, you know, kind of gently a couple of times, you know, close the door, it'd be good to, because it's cold, there was nobody down there. Uh, one of the stewardess had come down. They weren't gonna let us in for a while. But here this, this woman came in, and she was, uh, I learned later, that she was paralyzed uh, from the waist down. And she's, she lived here with her husband and, and her uh, mother-in-law, and all these little kids were there running around and it looked like maybe we we're going to get on the plane but it was cold and and I was not in a good frame of mind because I felt Alaska Airlines needed me to to square things around and they didn't know that uh, and I was about to uh, lunge and tell them and so I sat there and sat there and it was cold not just to me and then the I could see the the lady there, um, and I and I got up and said, "Would you please close the door? The lady here is cold." And I'd heard, you know, I saw her in the wheelchair, and she had to be, she was wrapped up and everything, and uh, and then, uh, what's the lady's name, Ben? Uh, that has, they own the well, meat. Jeannie yeah. Jeannie. What? Jeannie. Jeannie, and she can I was sitting where you are, and she came over, and, and she she somehow, and I guess she's pretty much of an aggressive person herself, so we kind of met there in <laughs> ponderance of that, and and uh, she said, uh, well, when we go home, uh, when we get to Fairbanks, she didn't know where I was from or anything. When, when we get to Fairbanks, we still have an hour-and-a-half ride." And I said, oh, gee, yeah, you, uh, where, where are you from? And we got into it. And essentially, uh, she said, uh, introduced herself. And I looked at her and I said, well, your face seems so familiar. I don't know who you are. And then she introduced herself. And, she said, and I said, well, I'm Bill Greer. i met at Whitestone. And she said, oh, yeah. Uh, I know of uh, Ben uh, Greenleaf. And I said, well, yeah, Ben was in diapers uh, when we came here 40 years ago. And, and I thought, you know, I was out of the spirit when I stood up. I didn't think that was Jesus, you know. I didn't think that was Christ. And, uh, and it worked out. Uh, it brought me to a place, I'm gonna go in and maybe buy some meat from the girl and make some contact. But I've been impressed with what has taken place in our businesses, that there is a carryover and extenuating uh, growth, nerve, spiritual growth coming because we're in town in business. Is that true or not? And And you've made friends and, and it's, it's had a way of taking any exclusiveness that might, might have been there uh, in your life. And so, uh, you know, John the Baptist uh, took away some exclusiveness. When he saw Jesus walking and he said, behold the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world and the sin of the world is sequestered in us because of the pride of the life of man the pride and the most difficult thing and and it's so wonderful to, to sit here this morning and to hear the prophecy that repeats many different ways the depth of dependency That we cannot do anything. That we are useless in terms of progress going forward in God. Regardless of the 40 years, uh, good things have happened in the 40 years. Uh, There have been information, but all of the information and all the human success is just going to evaporate. But what is done, by the Spirit of God, is eternal. And the hardest thing about us still yet, and maybe, you know, I, I'm sitting there and so moved by the, the prophecy throughout, you know, we don't need to be uh, caught in all the tradition that we've known, you know. And I've said it before and I'm not gonna be embarrassed about saying the frame has been extended. And it goes out to that lady and to all those little children and the people that come, the contracts we make wherever we are. I spent an hour talking to a guy that, that, that I wanted to bring him home. You know, he lost his wife to cancer and And he was one of these investigators. uh, (laughs) Attorneys pay him to find out how people think. And uh, anyway, you're out there and you're working and moving in Christ. And I want to go to to 2 Corinthians 5. And I'm going to lay a couple of things here and I'm going to skip around. But if you go there... Um, the, the constraining love of God that is mentioned in 5 and from 13 on to, to the end of it, I, I think the hardest thing for us to come to terms with when we mirror ourselves and when our reflection is on ourselves is to see the vastness and the kind graciousness of our god to move us on and 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 not force the issue it's not a force march it's a love relationship and paul when he's speaking says the thing that holds me that that constrains me that keeps me under arrest is love and that's true and the end of it it has to be there and that's one of the most beautiful things about community, we see how unloving we are, and then we grow in the process if we allow God to show us, and we see that coming in so many places. Uh, I I can't, uh, I I keep uh, coming back to an experience I didn't have, but when there was a dinner here and everybody just was uh, aghast at the, the depth and the servitude and the beauty of that and so there's no question that there's been growth there's no question that we aren't who we were and that's wonderful but the but the fact that that we have a a difficult time living as christ is is an abomination to us because it sequesters itself where the homesteading of the church worldwide to some degree has been. And we have to see that God wants us moving. He wants us to move on. And and listen, I'm I'm eighty almost seven. And and nobody likes hurt. Nobody goes for for pain. Let me go get some pain. But but there's so much hurt that God has allowed to be interwoven within our ranks. And, and, and I thank him for it on the one hand, and on the other hand, you know, I want it done with. And so nobody, you know, I, I, when I picked up a little weight in the past, I'd go out and run 10 miles, eat what I wanted to eat. It, it came from me. I did those things. But I can't move anywhere unless God does the, the directing of it. And that, that is a sad thing, but it's real. And, and so as we look at this today, maybe we could say that when we see ourselves, and we, you know, I... I it's very easy to get caught up in what you've done. But you have to be ashamed of what you were inflamed over at one time, you know? If you don't see it as a waste, you'll keep pictures of it and, you know, the sophomore sensation. I I remember seeing that. I remember seeing that the picture of myself in the newspaper, sophomore sensation. And, oh, I loved every minute of that mirror, looking at that. And I wonder where it is today. I, I had it down there in the trunks, and I, you know, somebody stole that picture. But God help me. It wasn't the same picture when my leg was broken and I sat in the hospital and couldn't move and had to be washed and, and fed and that different thing. And so so God, God was not impressed with the sophomore sensation. And whatever accomplishments have come, God help us to go on from them. I needed that I guess. You know. Who knows? God, doesn't he allow a lot of stuff? Are you amazed that I am how God (laughs) just... And you know, it's almost... You could just see a... Is God selfish? You've got to be careful with that. Because I said to him one time in revenge, I said, God, you have all the fun. I mean, getting even is... It's kind of exciting if you can, but he won't allow it. It's not in his program. He's taken so, so much away. Isn't it kind of painful? Well, it shouldn't be. But to some degree, I, I think one of the greatest needs is for you to see that you're not to look at any man after the flesh. And, and let me just stop here. I'll, we could quit now. And you could go home and spend, well, I could probably do another 45 minutes. Uh, if you just took 45 minutes and you said, God help me. Help me. To see. And not look at any man the way I've looked. In the past because I get I get hit in the conscience when I do when I walk and I see some circumstance and I see the envelopment of of my opinion coming up like uh, like bad blood Because you know? if you don't see yourself it's not in the flesh you'll stay there you really will no one will go to hell but it's a kind of a living hell to be stuck with yourself people have said well you know goodness you may I felt a certain way I feel too or you made me feel like this Please understand, you're in Christ and when you see the suffering and the continuum, we're talking, you know, 33 years of being under the authority of God himself and not moving out from under that and the freedom that the Spirit of God has given us to come on, go out, go in, go out and he didn't he didn't trash Jeremiah when Jeremiah said your words a lie. You're lying to me, God. In so many words that's what he said. God's re- he doesn't he doesn't react. God's not emotional. Well, there are people arguing today, you know, about God has feelings. Yes, but they're not, they're not even I don't even go to the argument. But it sure indicates that he is a wonderful creator and a father who wants to nurture us. But look at this. Wherefore henceforth we know no man after the flesh, though we have known Christ after the flesh, and we don't even know him after the flesh anymore. And Please read aloud with me in verse 17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things have passed away. All. 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 Now, that's a work. That's something you have to work out. And, and if we, you know, I if we had lights on your tables and I said press the button if you can fully give yourself to that and let me just say your delay and my delay is always in in the shift where we won't make the absolute connection and say I've been delusional I, I, I don't believe that to the degree of an absolute I don't believe it and if you can say that maybe God will give you some help because he's not going to give you help if you think it'll be all right I'll, I'll catch that and it has to be kind of a refined reality that you are sons and I heard that this morning and I thought oh my god wonderful they're they're surfacing sons at least in the information and if we can get it in our guts if we can get it down there and it doesn't matter what's ahead it doesn't matter what what affliction what sickness what nerve ending what it is you know that we say god i know i'm going to triumph because i'm in you and you've said so you told me so you're my father, and I believe you because you told me so, regardless of the, of the you know, catastrophes that, that he puts on us. I mean, I've heard screaming on the phone to people I've talked to,
2: why would God allow
3: all the Jews to the smoke of the, of the chimneys at Dachau and Auschwitz? And, I, and the only answer I had, and I thank God for the answer, there's no smoke, there's no dust that the living God can't gather together forever. And, and there's not a soul down there that God didn't know about. He's a very specific God. you know, And he, He's taking you to a place that you've never been. And you don't know I used to show off in Long Beach when I was a swimmer. I'd go right to the end of the pier and pretend like, ah, because I could swim well and scare people. But now it's scarier. (laughs) Well, I've come to the end of the pier and I don't know what God wants to do with me tomorrow or today. And and he'll certainly fit you with specifics. Love notes and you get little, little flowers and beautiful postcards from God in the early stages but some of you, not all of you some of you are coming to a time when it's you're out there in a Newport fog and you can't see anything in front of you and that's okay because it'll it'll take you to a trust like you've never known but That's where a lot of people quit. They stop there. I've had enough of the process. I've had enough of this affliction. I can't do it. And, and and you know, it's so funny because we're saying that. Is there anybody that gets up and say, I can do this now? God's put it in me and I'm ready to go. I mean, nobody's saying that. But Please hear me when I tell you this. Your soul is so proud and so dominated with capacity. I mean, sometimes just, you know, go through cities. Look at the skyscrapers. Look what the engineers have done. Think of what, you know, (laughs) this dear little child uh, who wants to go to Mars and do all this. This billionaire. He's just swollen out there like, like he really has a hold of something. And the irony is, if any one of you who has any understanding would just take his hand and say, Sir, would you give me a few minutes? I'll tell you the futility of what your soul thinks it can accomplish eternally. It's in a time capsule. It's not going to go on. It can't go on anyway if you don't believe the old things have passed away you'll live in them the day my father dropped me off and said you're a bum i knew what i was and i knew that he couldn't really define bum from son and i wasn't angry at him i was was i hurt maybe for him but I was so infused at the time with a, with a word and where I was going, I didn't, it didn't get me. And please don't allow the psychologists of this world to take you back to your poor mother or your poor father or the terrible things that have happened to you. It is a, it is a ploy of the enemy. You're sons of God. And, and you're absolutely in a whole dimension and nobody, nobody can arrest that and and defile that. Even if you don't believe it and you're sequestered for years in the same place of unbelief, God will be there at the end of the program. I believe that. <laughs> and <laughs> that's the only reason I <laughs> I don't want to retire. And we used to tease Joe McCord about retiring and I'm I'm way overdue my dad says what, what in God's green earth are you doing son and I, I said well not much because <laughs> you look around and you see that the army that God has assimilated here next time you pray thank God for the brilliance And the care that he's given. And I, I thank God we called it Whitestone because it it makes more demands. And while we're, you know, kind of at the top of our natural game, folks, we're not home. We're not home yet. It's promised. And, and you know, I, I think we've stood here and said, please take a deeper look at imputation. Look at what God has said you are. He's imputed righteousness to you. He's imputed the, 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 the atonement to you. You were buried with him. You were raised with him. And we don't, we're not experiencing fully being raised with him yet. But we still trust, when we trust. And if we don't, we say, I've had enough. And please understand this, don't give yourself a negative grade because you've said, I've had enough. Because I would imagine that the place is full of those who've said, enough, enough. I've had enough of me and I've had enough of our ongoing place. Is that not true? Yeah. Is there any here who would dare say I, I was there and I, I had quit all over me? Yeah. Well, if you haven't, if you haven't, you will. And you have to watch your heart because <laughs> The pride of man is, uh, it's either a hell or it's a help. God meant it to help you. He meant your your strong soul for you to come and see the defilement and to see what you could do. I I mean, I'm so afraid of myself in a way that I never, I should have been a long time ago. But when I stood there and, and said, would you shut that door, this woman is cold. Uh, there were some listeners around. They started looking at me like I you know, might have been somebody. You know, let, can we lock him up or get this guy out of here? Also, he hasn't been wearing his mask probably where he should have. But God knows that you're going to crash that you're going to burn, that you're going to, you're going to swim in hell and enjoy it. He knows you're going to get high on your capacity. But will you believe that you're a son who have been elevated to a dimension that's unseen and you even haven't seen it to the degree that you must see it if you're going to be able to hang on? Anyway, Romans 12, again, the the one flaw you have is you don't listen fast enough and the word just is is elongated. Say it again for the children, the rest of you have heard it. But uh, if you offer yourself every day, you'll have a chance of getting help if you present yourself. But I want to look at the second verse, and it says, Be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. By the renewing of your mind by the renewing of your mind. The mindset generally is dualistic in the early stages of our conversion. You know. Is it not? You can't prove what you have to prove outside of asking God to help you. You know, and acknowledging that your reflection of yourself and your reflection of mankind is absolutely uh, abysmal and you've, you've honored the, the world and the attachment to it a great deal more than you've really believed that you're in a new dimension, that you have an angel that's been with you and you have a God who has called you even when you were knit together in, in your mother and when you landed god knew when you were going to land he knew you're getting up and you're falling down every hair on the, your head is numbered he doesn't miss a bird that falls from the sky how could he miss you if he's promised he wouldn't because we make him a liar if we don't believe he can change our minds that's just the way it is and if we don't ask him to change our minds he won't this isn't a forced March it, it, you know you've heard me say it I I don't know that if someone said this girl's gonna marry him you get down there Greer's waiting on we've had a reception here you're gonna get married never happened Now they talk about the faux pas in in marriage. And then we we read after we've been around for a while that God married us long before we got here. And we don't even understand that. I don't to this day. But I know it's got to be something greater than I can understand. And... The reason you have to get a new mindset that you're a son and that you daily give yourself and you're not here for you, you're to glorify the born-again man, the Christ that you are. You're not here to prove you. I mean, I mean... I'm kind of glad I'm still alive at this juncture because I can go back and I can say, oh my God, I cannot believe I was so infused with this is going to happen because I want it to happen. <coughs> I mean, talk about a cutthroat. I mean, how many people were on the first speech teams? Like, first five years? Can I see your hands? See your hands? Uh, not many Okay, fine. we were killers my view was we'll outwork anybody out there I don't care how good they are we'll take them down sick and, and God lets you see that to see that it didn't take you anywhere you know and in the, and in the midst of it he even changes, and our kids go out and bring, we, one of the first times, who, who was here when we brought the, 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 the final speakers from the, uh, from the school over there in, uh, in Anchorage? These guys came over and had dinner with us. and uh, right, yeah. Do you remember that, anybody? Yeah, yeah. because we, we couldn't be just people <laughs> of the flesh, of the earth. There was a mind change. And we didn't do it. It, We were were marinated in the word and other things. And even even with our our twisted direction, God was with us. Uh. And so you learn in the process how much you don't want to be in the process. And how much you want to assert who you are. But listen to the way it says it. That you may prove what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. And so there's a proving of this love that has to be there. For I say, through the grace given unto me, to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, according as God hath dealt to every man, the measure of faith and it can't be acting there's sure a lot of that too much of it read the rest of that thing it's very impossibilities down there following this that you can't do I'm going I'm to say a couple of things and we'll close here. I, uh, I um, Well, yeah, don't get too excited. Uh, in Philippians 2, uh, 5, it said, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. And you have the mind of Christ which means you have access to the thoughts of god if he wants to give them to you he will give them to you if you're ready for them okay they don't just come because you're in christ if you're talking to your father uh i mean i'm sure that jesus uh, is a growing child and that's what you are and that's what i am a growing son unto god i'm sure He ask questions that that God didn't answer. Uh, we'll talk about that later. Father, I was reading in in, in Jeremiah, and I, I was reading in in Isaiah today, and it, it tells all about uh, the the Messiah. And can you imagine the interwoven tension of somebody with the with the mind that Jesus christ the son of god the lamb to confirm the fact that the lamb had been slain before the foundation of the world and the way he was into questions and answer with his father you have that right you have that right when you spend six seven hours eight hours whatever you're doing whatever i'm doing I have the right, because I have the mind of Christ, I don't have the thoughts of God. That's different, and that's painful. What's your thought, God, about the affliction? What's your thought about the tornadoes? What's your thinking about the winds that blew over trucks and the thousands of individuals out of jobs? What what is your thinking on this? can i get more help from you because it just looks awful and i'm so attached to the world can you release me from my attachment that i trust you regardless of what's there and he will he will i've told you i've sat sometimes three four hours And God, you say that if we keep our mind on you, we'll have perfect peace. Here it is. In the middle of some of those hours, I get up, walk around and say, you're sure late. And we try it again. Because, see, this is a test of love. Who do you love? And we know thinking. well, we've been more in love with ourselves than we have with God. If you don't believe that, if, I mean, if I hear some asinine individual say, well, I've always loved God. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to have to really say, excuse me, I've got to go to the bathroom or something because I, the, the absolutely a- asinine idea that we've been in love with God regarding the way we've lived, we have not, but we can be okay it's the hell in the mirror it's either hell or help and it's a a matter of which one you really believe in today and whether you believe it or not you've been born again so you're god's not going to let go of you you can be a couch potato you can be about anything you want to be but you won't like it at the end you know because what we sow We'll see. Let this mind be in you, who being in the form of God thought it not robbery to be equal with God. You know, this is what the Father was telling him. You're going to come to the fullness, Son, and you and I will be equal. Not in the sense that, that Jesus will be God, but the understanding and the depth of that mystery will be there. And in 1 Corinthians 2, go there quickly. But the natural man, verse 14, receives not the things of the Spirit of God, for they're foolish to him, neither can he know them. This is why it is a total waste of time to talk to individuals who aren't, up to date and are open to the things of the spirit god can break through that of course he can but you really have to know it and you know it's just you're 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 talking to a post if you're talking to the natural man and try to convince him of god's love and the greatness of what god is doing on the earth It, it it is straight futility and and, you, you know, you have to trust me in that, and, but you won't, largely. I, I said, okay, I'll give it a shot. But it's, it's futility. He can't understand. And even the sons will not understand if they're halfway to it and just hoping for some insurance, but really aren't out to do the will of God. Everything awakens when you and God are there. And you're there and you're not there. And we're back and we're forth. And God knows that. He's not a fool in regard to our progress. He will not give us what we cannot handle. Any more than good fathers here would do that. All right. Neither can he know them because they're spiritually discerned. But he that is spiritual judges all things, yet he himself is judged of no man. Please get that today. There's nobody that can finally take you to court. <clears throat> On a natural plane, they could. If, uh, if somebody had grabbed me or kicked me and knocked me down there and I got up and slugged him, knocked him out, they could have taken me to jail. Betty would call home and say, my husband lost it again. He, <laughs> He hit this guy and broke his nose, which, you know, you know, sorry. I'd have to pay for that here. But you are absolutely exonerated from every human court in terms of ultimates. You are free. You, you, there, nothing can destroy you. You can slow you down, but nothing nothing because God says Mm -hmm. over and over over you're the apple of my eye Mm -hmm. nothing can separate you from my love not things past or things to come get that one get that you know you you went into your test pretty strong you know you were fairly sure you were gonna get out of it. But you weren't a smart aleck about it. You knew this could be terminal. Yeah. A mature way to go in. If you don't see that you're limited. I, mean, so I, asked, I asked some lady, her husband was fairly old, and I said, do you have a lot of insurance on him? You should. Or you on her. (laughs) And they just laughed. Did you see that in 1 Corinthians 2 there? But we have the mind of Christ. You have the mind of Christ. Use it. Okay? You're not in your right mind i i didn't use the mind of christ when i got up and said close the door okay i you know were they stupid yes were they inadequate yes should they have been fired the lady absolutely no question they they were inept but i am supposed to be christ on the earth and I don't always do that perfectly, and neither do you. And because you don't, you stop sometimes when you should say, okay, I'll give it another shot. You know, the, the tennis players don't, when they mess up, they've put hours and hours and hours just putting that ball for a serve. pilots they spend a hundred thousand dollars training the individuals that fly you hither and yon
1: i'm thankful for it
3: and they do it over and over and they come in for tests Uh, i've talked to buddy cobb he was a test uh, you know an officer to to test the the flight instruction i was very thankful when I heard that, I got on the planes with a little more ease, even the guys that looked like all they were interested in was the girls who were flying. I said, well, he's well-trained anyway. All right. Okay, I can safely say we're just about closing. I want to give you something to study, a little. In Job 33, uh, Elihu speaks up, uh, and and he says, what are you doing here? You shouldn't be arguing with God. And then he, then he says, God speaks once, twice, Man perceives it not. In a dream and a vision of the night, when deep sleep comes on man and slumberings on the bed, then he opens the ears of men and sealeth their instruction. And then he says a very wonderful thing that I want you to get a hold of, and we'll leave it there and just consider it a, a kind of a homework for you, and I'm not going to check you on it. But, but it's a very important thing, that he may withdraw man from his purpose. And your purpose largely is to make something of yourself. Your mother's, God bless them, probably some of them taught you wrong, mine did. Go out and make something of yourself. And God says that it's a narrow way, unless you die, you'll never get in. Unless you lay down your life and and keep your life in christ you 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 just don't go anywhere now uh, that he may withdraw man from his purpose and hide pride how does god hide pride think about that work on it because it's the big boy it's the big boy the pride of your life, and if it and if you, if you and I are are so uh, stayed on on our ways, and our love for this world is is still an a, a, a adhesion that we're not working to withdraw ourselves from that cemented place, then uh, the love of the Father is not in us, and we're liars as far as progress. You don't go anywhere unless you and the Father are yoked together. And that yoking is something that you're, that you're glad of regardless of the pain or regardless of the difficulty. Because your Father's major intent is for your growth, just like the Fathers around here. Look, at we've had four or five wonderful Fathers. They're looking at these kids. Are the kids together yet? No. Are, 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 they, are they solid kids walking? You know, just. No, 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 no. Is it, is it a test for the Father? Oh, yes, oh, yes. It's God's kind of way of getting even at times to see, you, you know, if you think, where are you, God? Well, He's working on you. That's where He is. That's how He's been busy. But here, as, as we close, because the tests that we get are are so um, great and and some of them are just life and death no question but I want you to hear this I thought it was kind of funny when And and Go to Job 34 if you want to look at it. But he says, uh, he he goes in and he says, Hear my words, you wise men, and give ear unto me, you that have knowledge. For the ear tries words, and the mouth tasteth meat. And he said, you know, (laughs) Job is there, and he says, let's choose judgment. And when I looked at that, I laughed out loud to myself because I said, Job choose judgment. He lost everything that he had. Elijah has come in late. And why would he say that? Well, because no matter how late it is, if you don't choose judgment, I mean, you might as well choose it because it's coming. Because your Heavenly Father is so much uh, committed to clearing you from every vestige of what you have been everything that is not under his approval he's going to put his hand on and and that is so infinitely complex and painful to find out that he doesn't like a great deal about us and he doesn't want to keep it he wants to keep the christ that we've become and he's cleared the record it's already accomplished if you can believe it and walk in it and then he he says let us choose judgment let us know among ourselves what is right and I the danger the danger of all this is when we look at our reflection we we have to hate certainly what we were because it's gone it's gone you're a new man you're a new woman And, and God has assured you a complete life eternal before before him he doesn't lie he will never let go of you and so, yes, judgment's coming. And, and please, please understand this. It has to start here. We've seen it out there and we think, oh my God, it's so ugly and it's so awful out there. But, but it's awful here too, what God has to take the sons through. But the end of the matter is life everlasting. And there has to be the choosing, oh God, I, I want to know, and I want to choose, when I go forward today, that you're going to be dealing with me. Mm-hmm. That, that whatever is there, put your hand on it. And you've, you've already wiped it away. But you are allowing me to have the test of love and the experience of life everlasting and know you before I fully know you. But it's, (laughs) you're you're right at the end of the pier if you're coming into a level of maturity. And if you're saying, and please don't listen to the people who say, well, just depend on God. Go to God, he'll take care of it. Yeah, he does. But not with the speed and not with the the immediacy of your, your choosing. This cost you your life. That's why you came here. We kind of found out why we came here after we got here. Would you say amen? Amen. Lead us in in the Lord's Prayer. John, nice and loud. Would you start? God help us today. Your sons of God act like it. Your sons of God who come out of hell and the hell that's still there is a help. It's a, it's a reminder that you're not finished yet. God help us. Let's say it together. Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy come. okay to be late when you're talking to God because he's got time.